1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Neil Doncaster breaks his silence on calls for an independent investigation and accusations of bullying Dundee were not offered any sweetener to change their vote insists SPFL chairman Murdoch McLennan and Hibbs announced impressive season ticket sales amid all the footballing uncertainty I'm Gordon Duncan joining me tonight is Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi Not to be missed Gordon you've got Neil Doncaster it's the interview that everybody's been waiting for it's explosive it, um, it's enlightening and there's no doubt there is going to be a massive reaction to Neil Doncaster's interview which is coming up Duff we're in for a right old good two hours I can tell you oh, good I'm looking forward to it uh, you know hopefully uh, you know we get some enlightenment and also if any listeners out there see if there's any shops that are selling any razors because obviously Matt Guidi and Gordon Duncan are looking as if they're in the cast of Castaway just now I'm, I'm sticking to it though I'm, I'm not giving in until this lockdown's over no shaving I've refused to wear jeans that's my other thing tracksuit bottoms and shorts only no why, idea why, why. No well I only see you two I mean no offence but I don't really care what you think I look like so why not no haircut, no shave, You're and only no just jeans. Recently married. Actually, that's four, four years, believe it or not. Well, that's, so, actually, that's, that's fine. Recently compared to me, believe me. Anyway, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. That's the number you need to get in touch tonight on Twitter. It is at Clyde SSB Fairly busy stuff I've just literally in the last 15-20 uh, minutes or so Spoken to Neil Doncaster Tried to put as many of the questions That you've been coming up with on the show In the last few nights to him uh, Murdoch McLennan, the SPFL chairman Offering a, a Q&A if you like Although it was the SPFL's own Q&A They published that today Insisting Dundee were not offered any sweetener To change that vote um, over ending the lower league season One thing's for certain Mark This is going to rumble on and on Yeah um, It is you know, it's, it's, it's an in-depth I'm, I'm still reading it just now And one thing I would say about the SPFL That I think they've been criticised for in the past Which I think they've been proactive on In the past few weeks So I'd certainly applaud them for their, their transparency In terms of um, putting out information Whether you agree with information or not You think it can be handled better Handled differently they have said time and time again, shows the information from Rangers, so they're waiting to receive that information to see what action, if any, needs to be taken. So I think it's been good from that point of view, but I think the ball's in Rangers' court uh, now, Gordon, for them to, whether to put something out of the public domain, uh, first of all, I've heard might be happening today, there might be something going out, or um, they, they, put, they present the evidence that they've got to their, to their member clubs. But the ball's in Rangers' court, Rangers still insist they have got a smoking gun and it means there's, there's interesting times um, ahead and it's going to be a rocky road I would imagine for Scottish football because of this not because of the coronavirus that's another uh, aspect to it all but in terms of the 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 problems that Rangers have with how the, our uh, leading association has been, been, um, been run Matt, we've not, we've not even sorry. mentioned reconstruction yeah. Jim yeah. either so there's clearly a lot going on here yeah, yeah I'm just going to wonder what, what's the ultimate Goal here for Rangers. What what is the ultimate goal other than other than you know suggesting that there was there was a bit of impropriety? Well, but I, but I mean what 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 is what is the ultimate goal? Because obviously the monies have been distributed yeah. to the clubs. To the lower league clubs, yeah. The lower league th- uh, divisions have been settled. That's done and dusted, so that they they can't turn that around and change it back. Say, oh, listen, give us the money back. Well, you know, we're going to we're going to review this again. So. What what objective can Rangers actually? Well, I think look by to by asking for the suspensions of 
Murdoch McLean and Neil Doncaster and Rod McKenzie, three of the high profile men in, at the SPFL, the chairman, the um, the chief executive, and the, the legal counsel, then I think they won't change at the top. There appears to be uh, a lack of trust from Rangers in terms of how things have, have mm-hmm. been handled. I think this has been a long term uh, issue mm-hmm. for Rangers, and uh, they say they're going to fight to, to bring the truth out that they've got evidence, and they're quite ready to do so. If they yeah. believe there's something there, Absolutely go for it And the SPFL are saying Well we want to see it If you've got something We welcome it Because if there's been Any wrongdoing We want to get of the heart of it But Rangers say yes But it must be done Independently And that's the key to it all Okay let's get stuck in Let's hear from SPFL Chief Executive Neil Doncaster And then we want to hear from you So listen closely Does he even come close To addressing all your concerns Maybe yes Maybe no But either way We want to hear from you Off the back of it 01419511025 Like I said earlier I caught up with Neil Doncaster Certainly within the last 30 minutes or so uh, We kicked off talking about Calls for his suspension That infamous vote uh, And of course whether or not other cash alternatives could have been made to clubs. Okay, Neil, thank you for joining us here on Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Let's start with the most recent episode in this saga. Rangers, along with Hearts and Strindraer, want an independent investigation. They say they have a dossier of evidence, and there have even been calls for your own suspension. How would you respond to that? Yeah, yeah, and those calls for the suspension of me and, and Rod McKenzie were made uh, some weeks ago. Um, there have been some vague assertions. We've not seen any, not a shred of evidence uh, against uh, uh, Rod and me. We're not entirely sure what it is that we're meant to have done wrong. And you know, we, we await details of what those accusations are. And uh, you know, we're absolutely in the dark uh, about what those may be. If we go back to the start then, which seems like a long time ago, it all centres around the vote, the resolution to end the lower league seasons early with the possible view that the Premiership falls in line Thereafter, looking back on that, how do you feel that was handled by the SPFL? Would you do anything differently? Yeah, I think it's it's always important when you go through any process that you look back uh, and you ask yourself whether you could have, have done anything differently or better. And, and no doubt, you know, politicians across the world will look back at their response to the the COVID nineteen crisis and ask themselves whether they could have anything done anything uh, different or better. And you know, one thing that we could have done differently was when we put out our press release on the fifteenth of April. You know, that uh, confirming the the resolution had been passed and, and effectively that Partick Thistle and, uh, and Stranra were, were relegated. Um, you know, certainly we, we should have expressed some sympathy for the plight of those two clubs. And that's one of the reasons why I spoke to uh, Jackie Lowe and, and Ian Dugan the following day. So we should always look back and, and question how we've done things and whether we could have done anything better. And there will no doubt be things that, that all of us could have done better. But I think that's a wholly different ball game from suggesting that there's been somehow bullying or, or, or other improper behaviour. Um, you know, in my view, that's absolutely wide of the mark. And in the independent investigation that was carried out by Deloitte looked at everything surrounding the uh, the Deloitte, uh, the, the, the Dundee uh, return and found absolutely no evidence of any uh, improper behaviour by myself, by Rod McKenzie or, or any other member of SPFL staff. How would you look back on the decision to release the results of an incomplete Vote Because people have now interpreted that as Dundee suddenly having an upper hand And in fact Dundee's own statement says If what we achieved in our pause was presented by the SPFL in the first instance We would have voted in favour of the proposal Reading between the lines that suggests that they were voting on on something different Than than to what the, the other clubs were How would you defend the position to release the results of an incomplete vote early? 
Well, firstly, uh, no club was given any commitment other than the commitments that were made to all clubs. Uh, and in the briefing note that went out to uh, all clubs on, on the 8th of April, uh, it was made very clear that uh, reconstruction discussions would be uh, led uh, following uh, approval of the resolution. And that's exactly what's happened. So, you know, no club got any uh, commitments uh, beyond the, that, those that were made to all clubs. In terms of uh, giving an update as to what, what returns had been uh, uh, submitted uh, by uh, that Friday evening, that Good Friday, um, I think you know, the whole board unanimously agreed that we should be updating the public. I don't think it was tenable uh, to, to come out to the clubs and to the media and to the public and say, no, we've got to wait another 25 days before we, we can tell you anything, uh, particularly in circumstances where we, we told the board exactly you know, what votes we'd had in. So I don't think it was tenable to, to say nothing. Uh, I think we'd have been rightly accused of being overly secretive. I think the right thing to do, as agreed by all the board at that time, was to, to update people as to uh, what the position was. Can you just explain, Neil, to anyone who doesn't understand the process or is left scratching their heads as to why Dundee were allowed to change their vote in the direction that they did, but seemingly would not have been allowed to change it in the opposite direction? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, a, it's a Companies Act uh, technicality in, in terms of a, a written resolution um, and at, at law, uh, people who vote in that sort of resolution, uh, once they've submitted a vote to accept the resolution, uh, can't change their mind, but there's absolutely nothing on the statute book that talks about things the other way. So Dundee FC were entitled to have a change of heart uh, and in the end agreed with the over 80% uh, of members who felt that the resolution was the right way forward gave clarity and certainty to the lower league clubs, enabled the payment of, of fees to those clubs, and uh, gave uh, an express permission to the SPFL board uh, to draw a line under the Labrooks Premiership season if it became clear that the remaining uh, postponed games in the, in the season uh, could not safely be played uh, without having an impact on, on next season. Of course, the accusation would be that this was holding a gun to the heads of clubs and saying this is the, the only way to get your money, vote for this, or run the risk of financial ruin. What about the other possibilities? You know, There's been a lot of speculation about why loans weren't an option for clubs, for instance. Well, Murdoch McLennan's letter today makes it entirely clear why uh, loans uh, were never a viable uh, prospect. Um, if to give a loan uh, from the, the league to a club, you have to be satisfied that the the club can repay it. You have to look at what interest rate might be payable, what security uh, might be available to be given, uh, and whether making that loan is in the interest of the company overall. And in the instances where loans have been given in the past, uh, I think the last one was made to a club where there'd been a, an overpayment to that club. The club wasn't in a position to uh, repay the money. Uh, the board took the view that a, a loan should be given, but that was secured by a personal guarantee given by a very wealthy uh, a fan of, of that club. Uh, in a previous situation, uh, money was loaned to Gretna uh, in order to enable it to uh, finish uh, the season. Uh, ultimately, uh, Gretna went bust. Uh, the loan could not be repaid. And the people who suffered were the other 11 clubs who got lower fee payments as a result. And that is the fundamental problem with loans. Uh, ultimately, they have to be repaid. So it was never a viable option uh, to make uh, loans. And it's quite telling that in the three weeks since the resolution was circulated, no one has come up with any viable alternative to the plan that was proposed by the board. Yeah, I mean, that certainly makes sense with regards to to the risk under different circumstances. But wouldn't loans have been 
loaned against prize money that was was due to the clubs anyway. Could could you clear that up for us? Well, no one knew what the finishing positions would have been for clubs at that time, you know, without a line being drawn under the season, because ultimately it's not the board that that makes these rules. These are rules that are made by all the members, and the club's entitlement to fees is based 100% on where they finish in the league. So that's not a a gun that's being held to the, the, the heads of those clubs by the league. That's just simply a product of the league rules themselves. So the making of any loans uh, in circumstances where uh, you weren't certain that clubs would be able to repay them, uh, you know, it wasn't clear what guarantees could be offered. No director could have authorised that sort of loan without being satisfied that the loan could be repaid because it has to be in the best interest of the company to do it. So that was never a viable or realistic alternative. And, you know, no one has come up with any other plan other than the one that was put forward by the board some weeks ago. So the first part of Neil Doncaster speaking to us ahead of tonight's show. We're going to hear more from him in the not-too-distant future. Mark Guidi, we have answers. You don't have to accept them. And the beauty, if you can call it that, of Scottish football. Let's be completely honest here. People have picked sides already. Yeah. And the people who believe Neil Doncaster and the SPFL are guilty of something won't accept anything he says anyway. Yeah. Um, and of course, there's, there's the other side with the opposing view. What do you make of some of the, the, the attempted explanations he has for some of the issues that, that people can't seem to accept at the moment? Well, certainly, again, what he says is there is no evidence of any wrongdoing. Now, that said, none of us know, apart from Rangers and, and those privy to the documentation, whatever Rangers have got, actually what the accusations are. Because what Neil Doncaster and Rod McKenzie and Murdoch McLean have got hanging over them, and this is where I do have sympathy for them, is they've been asked for suspended, but nobody knows why they've to be suspended. So is it something specifically that they've done that Rangers think's been wrong? Or is it because they, they, they kind of head up the organisation and they're, they're, you know, they're, they're looking for uh, for people to take a fall uh, on behalf of maybe somebody within a member club that's done something wrong? So for that point of view, of something, it can't be a nice thing to have hanging over you. So that's where I think it's it's really important that Rangers as quickly as possible get their evidence out there so that as a public as well, Joe Public, media, other football clubs, whatever, can make an informed opinion on what Rangers have. You say, you know what? Rangers are absolutely 100% right. That's out of order. Heads need to roll. Or do you know what? No, I don't think so. I don't think there's much there. Okay, let's take a call from Gary and Blantyre. Hi, Gary. Hi, hi, uh, Gordon. How's it going? Uh, hi, Mark. You okay? okay? Hi, Gary. I, I remember watching uh, Stephen Gerrard last week uh, on the, the Sky Sports Football Show, and he was talking about how how uh, how Scottish football was embarrassing. Well, I would suggest that the only people making Scottish football embarrassing at the minute is Rangers. They are they are really really embarrassing. I think they need to just get a grip, and if they've got a, if they've got uh, evidence that. They say they have, then fine, fair enough. But even Gerard, they, they, they say that the Scottish football is embarrassing. Well, fine, fair enough. Good. Prove it. Just prove it. Yeah, I mean, again, Gary, I mean, obviously, when um, people put um, their reputations on the line, as in Neil Doncaster and, um, you know, the, the, the governing bodies. Um, you know, I suppose if they if they had to answer every 
time someone questioned their decision making, they 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 would be like at a daily press conference, you know, because you know so many people have got so many views on how Scottish football should be run. But um, yeah, I, I I'm with you in the sense that I think that um, you know if Rangers have got evidence that they believe, I, I don't quite you know that that you know they they believe can back their case up. I don't quite know why it's taken so long. It seems to be dragging out a little bit. At the same token, listen, you know, uh, you know, many many years ago, um, I think uh, I think you know when when Celtic had the the the, the problem with with, with Jim Farry was you know yeah. a long long George time ago. Cadetti's George Cadetti. Yeah. I mean, they went for it, and at that time, people thinking, oh, there's nothing nothing in the background. So sometimes your club, you've got to stick by your principles and your beliefs if you believe they're right. So if Rangers believe they're right and they believe mm. there there has there been something untoward, then I've got no problem with them pursuing it. Again, like like I think a lot of us, we just really want to see that we want to see that evidence, uh, you know, presented, and then see whether that can that can be justified. Rather than this, it's almost like a little snippet every now and again comes out, and and, and to me, I don't think that does anybody any favors. I don't think it does Rangers any favors, and I don't think it does Scottish football any favors. I mean, Gary, you say you feel Rangers' approach is is embarrassing, but ultimately, if they feel, and I'm assuming they do, if they genuinely feel they've got something that is going to clean up Scottish football and expose some serious wrongdoing, um, I know it might be a bit of a stretch for you as a Celtic fan to go as far as applauding that, but if that is the, the genuine end game, why why shouldn't everyone get behind it? Gordon, if that's the case, then bring it. Just bring it. Bring it. Get it out in the open. Get rid of this corruption, apparent corruption I've got. And just, I bring it up, I take it a case, then bring it, I, fair enough, let's, let's, just, let's just get it all in the open. But um, I've seen get up to say that Scottish football at the minute is embarrassing. Yes, it is embarrassing. The Rangers are making it embarrassing. Well, that's the thing. You see, before you even do think about pointing the finger, clearly none of this reflects well on the game. Um, I'm a little bit torn sometimes as well because. Are other leagues in a position to be lecturing us about things? I'm not so sure with some of the stuff that goes on elsewhere as well. Um, and, and really, who cares what other people think? You want to attract sponsors and all that. I get that, but in terms of, you know, this, this is we we've done this for a long time, and I'm not saying it's right. But I think they were referring to be a bit long to, to the decision as well with the Dundee. Vote and then no vote and then changing their yeah. vote. And yeah, that's what I'm saying. So that, that doesn't look good that, regardless yeah, of what exactly. What so what I think, I think it was more referring to that than this kind of. Suggesting that the club have got you know uh, evidence that you know maybe su- supports yeah. some something going on in the background. What so about I that though? You know, I, I asked as, as explicitly as I could. Asked Neil Doncaster why why were Dundee allowed to change their vote in one direction, but wouldn't have been allowed to change it in the other? Because that's the bit that if you you can kind of almost trace it all back to them, yeah, yeah. and that's the bit that sticks in people's throats. And and he's adamant that, that the Companies Act allows you to do that. Yeah. Now, what else are you supposed to do apart from take that at face value? If someone else has got another legal opinion that they think is superior to the legal opinion sought by the SPFL, great, good on them. But until such times as you can prove that, then... The, the, the thing for me from the the, the investigation with, with Karen McCluskey and Deloitte um, that was published um, at the back end of last week, is that right? I'm losing track yep. of days. We don't even know. Um, but anyway... That was okay. It, it gave you a timeline, mm-hmm. but what hasn't been explained to the best man all you'll correct me, Gordon, if I'm wrong. Why? Why did you change your mind? Why did you change mm-hmm. your mind? Why did you go from a no vote to a yes vote? What happened in the intervening period? 
Who did you speak to? Well, that's Bob the thing. Deaton, was, it, was it John Nelms on his own? Did they, 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 they speak to supporters? Did they speak to management? Did they speak to players? Did they speak to other clubs? Did other clubs contact them? That's what I, I would like to know. Why? Why did you change? Just give us an explanation. Yeah, Why did you yeah. change your mind? Well, to be fair, Dundee just said that they that, that, that they wanted to essentially. Yeah, um, there's a reason. Is there a reason behind but, it? But that's what I'm saying. Is that I, I know people are interested in the suspicion of it all and, and the Neil Doncaster side of it and whatever else, but. Maybe a, lot, a bit more focus has to be put on on Dundee and and, yeah. and why they chose. Yeah. No, but see, see if Dundee can say, because mm-hmm. you know what, we think that there might be a chance of league reconstruction, and if is that's that not the what case, they were getting at? Well, but but see it. Okay. And if that's the case, we'd be happy to be in a championship of ten because we don't really want Hearts to come down because they would probably favourites to go straight back up. So if we look at what we think would be the makeup of a ten-team league, we think we've got a right good chance. Of coming yep. up So we're happy to take that But, but just tell us give, give us a shout What it's about Okay Gary and Blantyre Thanks a lot for kicking us off tonight 01419511025 We've already heard Part 1 of Neil Doncaster He's calling on Rangers To show evidence He says talks of bullying Are well wide of the mark He elaborates A bit more on that And he's got a message For anyone who's lost faith In the leadership Of Scottish football That's coming next Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors Experienced players who know how to win Talk to Thompson's.com Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Just before we came on air Managed to grab uh, a chat with SPFL Chief Executive Neil Doncaster Tried where possible to put as many questions uh, as we could to him I could have gone on till midnight But it was five to six And that has its own problems When you're about to go live on air But anyway uh, We've already heard part one of it Calling on Rangers to show evidence um, Of any wrongdoing within the SPFL He says talks of bullying are well wide of the mark He elaborates a bit more on that In point two He's got a message uh, For any fans out there Who've lost faith In the leadership of Scottish football as well Talks of bullying And coercion Neil Those are very strong words Very serious allegations Can you guarantee the listeners That to the best of your knowledge That hasn't taken place at all? I think if anyone uh, Believes uh, By Rob McKenzie we're uh, exactly what they are alleging to the attention of the SPFL board and the SPFL chairman. I think anyone who knows me, who's worked with me over the last 10 years in Scotland, knows that I've always been entirely respectful uh, to all clubs. I may not always agree with what they do and what they say, but at no point, uh, I, I think, could anyone uh, accuse me of bullying anyone. And indeed, Les Gray uh, was quoted recently uh, uh, saying it was hysterical, the idea that I somehow bullied clubs so if people genuinely believe that any member of SPFL staff has done so then I think they have a duty to say exactly what they are alleging and when it occurred Thinking about some of the communication that the, the, the SPFL have put out recently you mentioned um, the, the Q&A with the chairman this morning there seems to be a lot of focus around telling clubs and reminding clubs Rangers, Hearts and Stranraer chief among them uh, that we can't afford this and, and that it, it could lead to you know financial ruin if we pursue it any further granted that may well be true and I, I don't have any reason uh, to believe that it's not but can you see why it would cause people to then say why are you protesting so much why don't you just let this take place and let your name be cleared because let's be honest Neil there have been personal uh, accusations made Against you So would you not welcome the chance To have those accusations cleared away? I don't even know what the accusations are And that's that's part of the problem You know there's been these sort of vague insinuations Without anyone actually saying What they're, they're suggesting has actually happened 
And I think, you know, we need to understand what the allegations are. We, we haven't heard what they are. Um, ultimately, you know, what I think, however, is is largely irrelevant. This will be down to the uh, the clubs in general meeting on the 12th of May to decide what they want to happen. Uh, it's important that we follow the rules. The rules uh, allow any three clubs to call an EGM. Um, they're entitled to do that. So the board has, has uh, put that in place. That will take place on the 12th of May. And if the members agree that they want uh, this to happen, then that will happen. You know, ultimately, the board... Uh, the board members are the servants of the clubs. They're appointed uh, by the clubs and the clubs ultimately will have their say. Could this perhaps have been avoided if the Deloitte investigation was wider? Because that's clearly the complaint. Why was that such a, a narrow uh, a narrow investigation? Why wasn't the, the full thing just explored from the off? Well, what is the full thing? I mean, we, we still don't know what the allegations are. Um, so the Deloitte report was put in place uh, immediately following the, uh, the the Easter weekend, uh, when the, the suggestions were that you know there had been some uh, improper activity in relation to the Dundee return. You know, Deloitte looked at all of our email records, their, our telephone records, our text exchanges, you know, interviews, SPFL staff, and it concluded, after its thorough forensic examination of all of that, that there had been no improper uh, behaviour by any member of SPFL staff, and there was no evidence of that whatsoever. So um, ultimately, you know, it's for the clubs to decide, it's the members to decide what they want to happen. Um, there's already been an independent investigation. You have to ask yourself whether, um, whether you know, what people are really driving at here. And ultimately, however, whatever I think, it doesn't matter. It's for the members to decide whether they want this to happen. And that have their say on the 12th of May. You know, that, that is the nature of a democracy. Let's finish by looking to the future, if we possibly can. Uh, what message would you give to any fans out there, any clubs out there who have lost faith in the leadership of the league? I think we've got a massive uh, a crisis that's affecting not merely football, not merely Scottish sport, but, you know, the whole of Scottish society. Um, and if we are uh, if, if we're sowing further division if we are not united uh, if we are continuing to uh, infight then we are simply much much weaker uh, in confronting the common enemy which is COVID-19 and unless and until we start working together uh, to tackle that to ensure that games come back at the earliest earliest safe opportunity then you know, we are doing the whole game a disservice so I would urge everyone to uh, to stop the infighting, to stop the recrimination, uh, to work uh, together on fighting uh, the crisis that, that faces us all. Neil, thanks a lot for taking the time. I know you're a very busy man. I appreciate you getting in touch with us tonight. So uh, I'll wish you, I wish you luck pleasure. over the coming weeks. Mark Guidi, uh, thank you very good much. man. Thank you, Neil. Part two of Neil Doncaster. Um, he referenced the Deloitte investigation. He, he referenced, you know, the calls. Uh, for bullying He says we all need to come together And put the infighting to one side I can get why he's saying that But it's it's obviously wishful thinking Because that horse seems to have bolted Yeah I mean as he said a few times there You know ultimately it, it doesn't really matter What he thinks uh, Or says until specific allegations Are made against him Or against SPFL or Murdoch McLennan Or Rod McKenzie Then we'd all know what we're, what we're looking at and, and we can all make our own minds up If we think there's been wrongdoing or bullying or, or coercing so you can hear the, the, the kind of frustration in his voice in terms of the Rangers allegations what is it you're alleging specifically 
against whom and, and when did it happen those are reasonable questions and that's what we all want you know and Rangers are sitting with the, the information and no doubt Rangers have had legal advice they might be waiting to pick the the maximum moment of impact uh, to, to release this or, or, or maybe not. who knows only, only Rangers will know uh, the answer uh, to that but he's, as is the case with Neil Donker his future's in the hands of the clubs he's employed by by the club so he's May the 12th is D-Day and, and, and that's what we know exactly what the future holds for a lot of them yeah, first and foremost, Gordon, I know it, uh, it's, it's your job, but I thought you you, you answered a, a lot of uh, so you asked a lot of pertinent questions there. So well done to yourself in in terms of how you how you you dealt with that with um, with Neil. But from his point of view, yeah, I mean, it's, it's everything at this moment in time is speculation, and I think that's the most frustrating thing for everyone. I think even Rangers fans, you know, they can speculate what it is that the club is upset about. But they really don't know until such yeah. times as you know they put the you know that that um, evidence on the table, uh, and I think that even 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 the the fans would say, listen, let's let's see what you've got. So listen, they want to back. I, I think anyone will want to back something if there has been something untoward. But from Neil mm. Doncaster's point of view, he's answered the questions you asked. All you can do is you can either believe him or disbelieve him. That's your own choice to make. Um, as I say, the then. As he said, ultimately it's the clubs that have that decision to make. So three clubs, once three clubs instigate this EGM, it goes forward. 12th of May it will happen. So in the 12th of May, that evidence has got to be produced. Then the decisions have got to be made. And all the clubs then, I think it's all 42 clubs, yeah. Mark. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, And uh, then they will decide whether that's, that he is still the man for the job. Right, John's in Parkhead. What do you think, John? How are you doing, Gordon? Right? Yeah, not bad. All right, boys, how are you? All right. Hi, John. Right. I just uh, I've been listening intently the last couple of weeks and that, and I've came to the conclusion that uh, this is a big smoke screen, as far as I'm concerned. It's a smoke screen Rangers are putting up the border because the reason the Rangers are where they are now is because of our fans. Our fans keep buying the season books and we uh, board the money to run the club. Now it's coming up to that time of year. Rangers are skint and they need the money. The board need to be seen to be siding with the fans. They can't go against them. They need the season book money. And that's what I think they're doing. And what those days will be sworn to secrecy. Nothing will come out of this. They'll go to the, the meeting, the public will not hear about it. Then we'll turn around and say that uh, the, the, the clubs voted against it. Uh, we were shut down. We can't do nothing for you. But we stopped by. We, we took it as far as we could go. And by the way, got to give £600 for your season books now. That's what I think is going to happen. And we point to Mark if that's okay. Yeah, let's do that first yeah. point. First, if you like. Mark Guiri, John thinks that Actually this is Is not going to get cleared up Either way But Rangers will be seen To have stood up for their fans And, and that will be good enough And that, that serves their self-interest Going forward What do you make of that Assumption from John? Well that's Again we don't know It's guesswork John may well be right But I, I can only go with As we know Gordon have been in Journalism for 25 years Been on this programme For nearly 20 years Going with the tone Of the statements And, and the strength Of the statements um, And the, the frequency of, of the statements That that Rangers believe they have something. Now, once we but to see be fair, it, the SPFL are, are as strong in their yeah, denial of, of, of that. Of course, but they, the, the the thing is, Rangers haven't have got something. But the SPFL can't really deny because they don't know what Rangers have got. So Rangers are adamant that they've got something. So it's one of the ones we don't really know. But all I can say is, for a club to 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 be as strong as they've been against the the governing body, suggests to me that they do. That they do, they believe that they have got something uh, very damaging in terms of how our game uh, has been governed. Well, I I don't agree with John in the sense of the season ticket situation, the the, the economy. 
will dictate that at this moment in time, John, in the situation that we're all in. Um, you know, there, there are many thousands of people, tens of thousands of people whose, you know, livelihoods are at stake. And, you know, I think football, even if you are, your, your passion will be down your list of priorities when it comes to a season ticket. If you're going to spend five, six hundred or plus more pounds, um, that'll take a, a, you know, a back, a back, a back step. And I, and I think rightfully so. But, to, to give credit to, to Rangers fans over the years even when they went down the leagues their fans still bought them up 40, 40 odd thousand almost every time so I don't really think there's a concern about whether that if they can afford that and if, if, if as I said take the, the economy out of the situation um, then I, I don't think there'll be any issue I don't think whether they can prove something or disprove something will have any great impact on, on seeing tickets for me Yeah I think you're, you're absolutely right about that Jim for sure John I, I, just to be said, see, you're talking about the, the vote, mm-hmm. the, but I mean, I don't see the big deal about it. I mean, maybe Dundee changed their mind because if, when they heard about maybe reconstruction, maybe it comes down the leagues and two of the, two of the bigger teams go up, so their competition's less. Maybe they're maybe looking at next year, they may be getting promoted. I know it's not a guarantee, but they've got a better yeah. chance. Maybe, maybe that's what you thought. I mean, at the end of the day, he's entitled to change his mind anyway. Yeah, but see, see if it is that, John, that's all right. Just explain why well, there's been no explanation. But I think Dundee have said that. The problem comes from, and I, I've mentioned it before, people have already picked a side here. So if, if you are un, unwilling from the, the outset to, to believe that this is all passed innocently, then it, it's quite easy to sort of find fault. Dundee are just saying that they. They changed their mind You know quite simply Like mm-hmm. why is that not Why is that not enough For, for people Because I know it was A strange set of circumstances yeah. I would be the first To admit that Deloitte An independent investigation Say they've cleared up The chronology mm-hmm. of it You heard Neil Doncaster mm-hmm. They've analysed Phone records Text messages Emails Damn. They've said there was No wrongdoing With that Sort of chronology Or that part of it what, what, why do we still not believe it then? See the thing is, Gordon. You know, although this particular situation with the Dundee situation, if you if you went to Aberdeen fans, Hearts fans, they all think that the the, the SPFL or the, and then the SFA when it comes to cup competitions give you know like let's just say more favouritism. You know, when it comes to twelve o'clock kickoffs in Glasgow, for instance, semi final, or we've got to travel down for Aberdeen, or we've got to travel through them here. They, they, there's always. It's no, especially that the governing bodies don't do their jobs right or don't do them to you know fa- favour someone. In this particular situation, this is almost as if Rangers feel as if they're against Rangers. But I think, as I said, if you went around many clubs, many clubs would believe that they have uh, had, you know had, uh, decisions made uh, which didn't benefit them or you know went against mm. them and wasn't in their best interest. But ultimately, the clubs will have a decision in the twelfth of May, and if they yeah. back, I mean, again, whether they can get sponsors in, and or whether they can, you know, su- suggest that there will be sponsors, all these things, I think, will, will, will be an impact. If if Neil Doncaster goes there in the twelfth and says, "Listen, we've got this on board for next season once it eventually gets up starts," uh, then that's going to play a major role, and in, in, in people going, "That's good because because mm. our, our game's strong, and we've got finance coming in." If he doesn't. Then he's going to be in a weaker position Yet another difficult question to answer Mark Given yeah. that we don't know what Rangers evidence is I'll ask it anyway Do you foresee this as being Just on the face of it Without knowing what the evidence is Do you think this could be difficult for Rangers to, to get enough support They need 32 of the 42 clubs to back this I mean that, that's, a, that's a pretty high threshold And bearing in mind that if a lot of it comes down to The vote and the outcome of the leagues Then over 80% of our clubs Have already voted in favour of that So I suppose what I'm asking is How explosive would Rangers evidence need to be To convince 32 of the 42 clubs to get on board? Well if there's If there's 
clear evidence of, of wrongdoing and, and wrongdoing can be widespread, Gordon. So again, we don't That's what know I mean, there has we, to be degrees of that, the, doesn't we, it? Yeah, we don't know the specifics, but again, I go back to my point a couple of minutes ago in terms of how forceful and forthright Rangers have been uh, with what they believe they've got. Um, if uh, it adds up and, and the, the, the evidence is, is there, then I don't think it'll be difficult to get it because... Every member club that's that, that's there to represent the club is also representing the wider game of Scottish football. So they've got to do what is right for Scottish football. And if they believe the people who are governing our game, because it's not just about Celtic and Rangers and trying to win nine in a row or Stockton row, it's about the forty-two Certainly clubs. Seems like it are, at times, but, but the forty-two clubs are sitting there. Mm. Uh, so if they think there's something wrong with their game, then the, the, uh, if Rangers evidence there, it, it will be very straightforward to get the 32 votes. John, thanks for getting in touch. Hopefully, we'll speak to you soon. We're going to get travel with Stephen. Then it's back to you. 01419511025. Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Helping you return to action. Talk to Thompson's.com. Jim Duffy's here. Mark Weedy is with him, and they're waiting for your calls. So let's dive straight back into Keith in Partick. Hi, Keith. Hi there. How are you? Not Hi. bad. How are you? You well? Yeah, good evening all and I hope you're all safe and well just in this present time and climate. So I uh, hope everybody's safe. Absolutely. Thanks, Keith. What's your point tonight? So t- just a brief point on uh, what Mark Guidi said, I think it was last week or the week before, that the whole voting process for the SPFL was quite, it felt uncomfortable about it. So I'd just like to get me explain what he means by being uncomfortable um, in that voting process. What uh, specifically are you talking about the the Dundee vote the the vote to 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 call the seasons yeah. in the lower leagues is that what you mean Keith? Well, just overall, you you, you commented saying that it didn't sit right with yourself. I'm sure your comments were. Oh, the vote in terms of the vote, yeah, you said. yeah. Well, no, it it, it doesn't, uh, and it still doesn't. The fact that it had to, that it was rushed, and clubs had forty eight hours, seventy two hours maximum to look through it. Then a club's vote no, and then change it mind to yes. Five days later, uh, you know, puts a, a no vote in, and then an hour later they get asked, "Where's your vote?" So you actually hold off. We might change our mind. What happened in that hour? Um, so no, it doesn't sit um, right with me that, that that had to be so rushed. And, and I think that, and I know that Neil Doncaster said there about the loan stuff, and he's explained the, the the legalities of it. However, I still think that the option that Rangers put forward was something that could have been investigated a bit further without knowing the law inside out. But it gave Scottish football the chance for clubs to receive some money to tide them over and for there to be a, a more, um, a wider debate and, and more options on the table for our clubs to look have, at. Having said that though, is Neil Doncaster and Deloitte not at least cleared part of that up? Because again, you referenced the changing of the no vote to the yes. Neil Doncaster's telling you that, that legally you can do that. Yeah. So, so what's wrong with it? It doesn't sit right in terms of how Dundee, but not the law. But in terms of how, how Dundee, and again, I'll go back. I, I don't think for me, I don't think it's been a sufficient uh, answer. They might say, but if you don't answer something properly, Gordon, then I, I to, think there's suspicion there. Why did you change? Why did you change your mind? What happened from Eric Drysdale on the instructions of the club, putting in his no vote, to hitting a firewall or whatever happened, to get lost in cyberspace, to the SPFL and saying, we've not received your vote. Have you voted? Are you going to vote? Yeah, we voted no, but hold on a minute. Don't use that vote just now. Let's another think. Why? 
Why not just right away resubmit the novel? Well, whether we find the absolute detail that people want on this or not, I don't know, Jim. I've always accepted that I can't satisfy people who have their suspicions. Um, but Neil Doncaster said in that interview, and the SPFL published it as part of their findings from Deloitte, that within that hour or within that full time frame, phone records, emails, text messages were analysed and found no wrongdoing in the behalf of the SPFL. Well, like, Gordon, that's all fair. I don't have a problem with all that. But what I'm saying is, why? What? what why? Yeah, but that, that's but, but, yeah, but that's yeah, fair. Why? That's fair. But if there's no wrongdoing and the the answer to the why is because they wanted to, or it's an innocent explanation, what's the problem? Yeah, I, I don't mean, think that's good enough for yeah. Scottish football when it's such a big issue. I think I think you don't have to give a reason. You know, that's what was our opinion. We just changed our mind. We could as easily say that. Within the rules They were allowed to The rules As Neil Doncaster explained Were not allowed to go the other way You couldn't vote yes And then vote no But um, You know Listen Take the take the rules out of it Because the rules are there And they didn't break any rules So therefore they're Right okay yeah. That's that's fine yeah. We understand that But oh, oh, You know Keith's asking the question to Mark In terms of You know Did it not sit right with you Well it, it wouldn't sit in, I don't think it would sit right With a lot of people I think even a lot of clubs Would have probably preferred The decision yeah. You know Make your decision I mean Guys, you know, question, please. Absolutely, Keith, yeah. on you go uh, It's just, Matt Weedy, you've just said tonight um, You've been a journalist for 20 years You've worked on the show for like 20 years So as a journalist Why why is, why is are you not questioning the SPFL And it's ha- having to take other clubs To call an independent investigation because When you're saying but, it's but not but sitting but right yeah, with you Yeah, but the, the, the media don't have the power to call a uh, an EGM or an, EG, uh, an EGM, uh, Keith. But all they could report it. Keith, it's Rangers that say they've got the evidence. None yeah, of us have got the evidence. Gordon Duncan's just had a 15 minute interview with Neil Doncaster. Oh, don't blame me. Don't bring me into it. Did no, you not hear, no, you, did you not hear the interview, Keith? Mm-hmm. Have you not listened to the show all night? I've listened to the show all night. Right. I listen to the show every night. Right, well, so Gordon Duncan's just. You as a journalist, to... you've asked, you're saying it's not sitting right with you. But yeah. you're not willing to question people about that. I'm on the you show. Que- not questioning I'm on the show questioning it tonight. Get up to Neil Doncaster's front And door. I have questioned it for the past few weeks. I've been consistent on that, as you've said, and I've backed up what you've said to me. So, where is the problem with what I've said? Because I've said what I've said. I'm backing it up. So what do you want me to do? I mean for what it's worth I, I politely invited Neil Doncaster To come on live And, and speak to us all and, and have a more conversational feel about it And delve a bit deeper into some of the issues That was um, not an option Which is fine that's, that's not for me to decide So just to give you a, a bit of background <laughs> Yeah, well, listen I can, I can understand that it's, it's like You know when you're a football manager And then you go to fans forum sometimes And, you, and, and they invite the questions You know sometimes it can get a bit heated And everyone's got their, 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 you know, their points And just particularly, you know, which players they want or, you know, what team you pick and all these sort of things. So, you know, you're going to get a, a huge variety of opinions. I think when you've got one person like yourself, Gordon, asking the questions, then you can deal with that and you're a little bit calmer and it doesn't, it doesn't, you don't, you don't, di- you know, divert it anywhere else. So I think to be fair to Neil Doncaster night, he took your call, he answered your mm-hmm, questions. Absolutely. No problem I, think, with I, think, that. I think fair enough with that. Yeah. Mark, what about the, I'm trying to sort of work my way through the points that we covered in the interview. Like I say, probably could have gone on till midnight if I had the chance. But the the tone from the SPFL is now something that's dividing people again. And I'll repeat it because it's so true. People have already picked their sides. Now, if people are on the side of the requisitioners, Rangers fans, Hearts fans, Stranraer fans, anyone else who, who might feel um, that, that their opinion is aligned with those clubs, 
They're not too impressed with the fact that the SPFL are now constantly reminding them this is going to cost a lot of money, by the way. You know, that th- this could this could really damage us financially if you do this. What about that sort of notion of why not just sit back and let it clear your name? If you really believe there's yeah. there's, there's nothing to fear, just just sit back yeah, and, that, and let that, it happen. That, that's one thing I would agree on, but kind of putting that um, out there because it's not relevant because you know it's all very well for the for the SPFL board and Neil Gloncaster and everybody to say, and I'm not criticising him here, but it's in terms of. Um, there's been no wrongdoing No Les Grayson Absolutely no wrongdoing It's, it's farcical Whatever the, the, the words That you suggest that. Look, that might be fine In terms of Les Gray As he knows his fellow board members And fellow clubs And Neil Doncaster I can understand him saying that But you can't guarantee that 100% Until you know What Rangers yeah. allegations are And only then Can any of us answer Honestly Because all we're doing the now is, is, is kind of guess we're, we're, we're all frustrated watching. What have you got Let's see it So we can make a judgment But for balance Jim I've also got absolutely No problem with people On the SPFL side Saying But it's true It will cost us money It is a distraction We are going through Difficult time at the moment We're trying to sort out Our future So the, Again You can see where where both sides would come from in that one Yeah I mean I think in the current climate You know no one wants to see this Because everyone's obviously comparing it to What's happening in life and we understand It's you know the, 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 the All these things are much more important Than what's happening in, in Scottish football But um, as I said to you the, You know Rangers and any other clubs In RAR or, or Hearts They've got to look after their club and, and they hope that when Eventually football does start again That they have put their points uh, you know, mm-hmm. and, and they've they've put their you know the 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 fact that they've they've put their points for their club and stood by their club and what they feel is important to their club. I, I I would be interested to see you know there was three clubs required. Were the only three clubs was it only three or was there more clubs willing to back? But the you CGM? only needed three. I don't. I, I, I must three. admit, I don't know but that um, because because obviously if two are bottom of the league. And, and obviously Rangers obviously not going to contest, uh, give in to, to, to Celtic at this moment in time So I think if it was, you know, another four or five clubs sitting somewhere a little bit more comfortable in the league A bit middle, you might think, well, there is a little bit more ammunition here But it, it just seems to be clubs who are, you know, really fighting for the, you know, for, for, the, for the fans and for, 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 the, for the kind of points of view But again... We get back to it. We need the evidence to really decide whether we're and what fence the side mm. of the fence we sit on. Keith and Partick, thanks for getting in touch. You can phone back anytime. Keep that Mark Weedy on his toes. Make sure he knows what he's meant to be doing. It takes us up to time for this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. TheScottishSun.co.uk/slash/football. A horrendous Twitter graphic has just been. Flashed up on my computer screen uh, And it's it seems to have I think it's been photoshopped On Hugh Keevan's Nokia It's got me in place of Chris Tarrant It's got Gordon DL In the place of um, your, your Mrs Nokia. Ingram oh, And yeah. it's got uh, Mark Wilson in, in place of the major In, in, in the, who, the who wants to be a millionaire <laughs> scenario right? I'm sure you've all heard of it yeah. The reason being We're going to have our own Lockdown Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Football quiz tomorrow night right. From 7 o'clock onwards So make sure you join us But before we do that It's Beat the Pundit time Your chance to win a sign ball if you can get more right than Mark Guidi or Jim Duffy it's that simple 0141 951 1025 and the call must be in before 7 Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors your comeback is on talktothompsons.com
Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We kicked off hearing from the chief executive of the SPFL, Neil Doncaster, uh, answered various questions upon Rangers' calls for that independent investigation. He's calling on Rangers to show the evidence. He says he doesn't even know what the allegations are at the moment. He says talks of bullying are well wide of the mark. And he's urging everyone to come together uh, And try and find a way out of this COVID-19 crisis So still a lot of questions We've got some answers uh, And this will rumble on and on Between now and May the 12th And maybe even beyond So let's give ourselves a bit of light relief For a few moments shall we We're about to speak to St Mirren manager Jim Goodwin So any Saints fans or anyone else out there Stay tuned for that Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Beat the pundit time The only thing that's up for grabs here are The bragging rights and the sign ball There'll be no independent investigations Regardless of the way the result goes We don't need to worry about votes being cast Or taken back Just distract yourself No swearing For a couple of them. No swearing <laughs> Like Joe last week uh, I must say uh, Andy's in Broomhill How are you Andy? I am not too bad, thanks. How's yourself? Yeah, not bad at all, Andy. You've actually got, well, you don't have the choice. The coin has the choice, but Jim and Mark are both here. Would you have a preference, or are they both equally as good or bad as each other? Uh, I've not got a preference. Good man, that's what I like to hear. Heads, it's Mark Tails, it's Jim Duffy. And you should know the answer to that by now. It always seems to be Tails, Jim Duffy, up against Andy in Broomhill. So, I'm going to give Jim some clay two to listen to. Just so that he doesn't know what your attempted answers are, Andy. 30 seconds going on the clock, and the only thing you need to know is that you can pass. Have you got it? Yep. Good man, your time starts now. Which Scottish side are nicknamed the Spiders? Which player won FIFA's 2002 Goal of the Century vote? Diego Maradona. Who did Celtic sign from Cardiff in 2010? Uh, Joel Edley. In what year did Hearts last win the Scottish Cup? 2006 At which club did Francesco Totti retire? Roma Who was the Hibs manager in 2015? Alan Stubbs Which English side does Russell Martin manage? Oh, uh, Okay, let's bring Jim back Jim, can you hear us? Yes Great, same set of questions to you yep. And your time starts now Which Scottish side are nicknamed the Spiders? Queen's Park which player won FIFA's 2002 Goal of the Century vote? Um, Zidane. Who did Celtic sign from Cardiff in 2010? Uh, Craig Bellamy. In what year did Harps oh. last win the Scottish Cup? 2012. At which club did Francesco Totti retire? Oh, no, I can't think. Uh, Milan, it's not Milan. Who was Hibs manager in 2015? Oh, uh, pass. And which English side does Russell Martin manage? Oh. Rotherham Okay Andy what do you think? Uh, it's a close one I think probably I'll tell you what I, 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 I answered two I thought, mm, were, Some of them are quite tough, tough Andy sounded tonight. confident let's, let's find out First one Scottish side nicknamed the Spiders Queen's Park won all uh, Which player won FIFA's 2002 Goal of the Century vote? Maradona Andy got right. it right. right I assume that was the, the one against England yeah. and then, yeah. not, not, not that one against England The other one Mm-hmm. The halfway line one Yeah yeah, ah, okay. yeah I thought maybe just a sort of Tongue in cheek vote Where all Scotland fans Had had uh, swarmed the voting mm-hmm. process And made it the hand of God It was, uh, it was, it was a goal with the previous <laughs> century then Who did Celtic sign from Cardiff in 2010 
Joe Ledley Andy got that as well He's 3-1 up But Jim Duffy strikes back 3-2 Hearts last won the Scottish Cup In 2012 What a game We've got on our hands It then goes 4-2 Because Andy knew That Francesco Totti Retired at Roma Andy then stretched it to 5-2 Alan Stubbs Manager of Hibs in 2015 It doesn't matter about the last one MK Dons Is Russell Martin Andy You might just have earned Yourself The winning Mm-hmm. What's the word I'm looking for I, I don't think we've even got a voting process But I think Andy could be the, the player of the year On Beat the Pundit A 5-2 victory yeah. for the listeners That's got that's to be yeah, one of the most so convincing I, like I thought they were tough questions tonight Not for tough Andy questions. Brilliant Not effort Andy, Andy. Andy just well, done, Andy. well done Andy Well done Andy Thank you everybody well done. Good man Andy knows his stuff yeah. I like that I hate him and stuff, and I didn't. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's quite the combination. Uh, Joe, Joe Ledley and, uh, and, uh, and Roma were two easy ones, but the brain wasn't working. I saw when, when Andy went Maradona and Ledley and was three out of three. I thought, yeah. See, Bonsby, I'm thinking because you say 2002. I think you actually give the question. You know, you've got to read it right because I'm you thinking sure? it's that year you said is of this of the century. Right. Well, it's from the 2000s ending. To, this is a new century. Well, hold on a second. If you were going to have a, a goal of the century mm-hmm. vote two. Years Years into the century well, wouldn't be a very listen, good vote, would it? Uh, how not? You might they might do it every couple <laughs> of years. I don't on. know. Yeah, but they wouldn't call it goal of the century. Goal of the century. No, no, no. I, 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 I usually entertain all arguments, <laughs> but I'm absolutely not having that at all. Uh, don't forget the Clyde One Super Scoreboard Lockdown Football Quiz tomorrow night, seven o'clock until eight. We'll just blitz right through it. You can do what you want, really. You can do it on your own. You can Dazen team up with Willow. your. <laughs> <laughs> We're putting Mark Wilson and Gordon DL up against each other. So there's bound to be fireworks in the studio. You can team up with your mates. You can do it over. Uh, your, that's your... going to be a low scoring contest. <laughs> I, I might, I might try it just to make myself feel better. <laughs> you can do it over your group chat, whatever you, uh, you whatever you want, just for fun as well. Just for just the taking part that counts. Good fun 01419511025 To get in touch At Clyde SSB I know fine well That independent investigations And votes And all the rest of it Are, are very exciting for people But will we just Kind of try and talk football yeah. For just just for a small yes. Small yes, moment yes, of time uh, Let's speak to St Mirren manager Jim Goodwin He joins us on the phone right now Thanks a lot for joining us Jim how are you? Gordon how are you doing? Not too bad at all uh, You willing to give us your, your take on the independent investigation And the forensic analysis that we should carry out from here forward Or would you rather just talk about St Mirren? Oh listen I'd much rather talk about St Mirren to be honest um, <laughs> No I listen, I, I, listen to the, I listen to the show regularly Gordon And uh, you now have a, a fair idea of how managers feel Going into press conferences on a weekly basis Jim will tell you <laughs> same, same questions and you're talking about the same stuff So I feel for you guys having to Dissect the same story over and over again, but unfortunately, at the moment, there isn't a great deal else to talk about. Yeah, what's life like for a, a football manager at the moment? Then we've spoken to a couple of your 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 fellow managers over the past few weeks, but of course, the longer time goes on, and there's you know there's still uncertainty. What's it been like for you? Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, we won't be doing a great deal different to all the other managers out there. I've uh, listened to quite a few of the other managers talk on radio and read some different interviews, and I think we're all going through the same process, obviously reviewing the season up to now, um, you know, trying to look at potential transfer targets. Um, we've been really organised, to be honest, and we've been kind of looking forward to the season ending um, so that we could go and target those players that we're looking to try and bring in. So, unfortunately, this has threw a real spanner in the works for everybody because all of that preparation and that organisation you've got... Uh, 
in line for the summer coming is now all out the window because at this moment in time we don't know what's happening. And I mean, Jim, a lot of clubs will have you know players out of contract. Is is there a real possibility that you've I mean seen some of those players for the last time? We don't even know if if you'll have to to call on them again or not. And it's hard to to get a grasp on just how deep this uncertainty goes. Oh, listen, that's the most difficult part uh, of the whole situation, to be honest with you. And you do feel for those players because I've been there on plenty of occasions throughout my playing career where you've got that level of uncertainty. you know. And, and usually when it gets to around about the January time and you've got five months running on your contract, you're free to negotiate a new deal uh, with other clubs. But um, you know, right now, there's a real level of uncertainty for all of those players. And that's the... The hardest part, and Jim will tell you as a manager, you know, you you want to give the boys uh, that are being let go, you want to be able to give them as much notice as possible so that they can, um, you know, work on getting something else fixed up. But at this moment in time, unfortunately, we don't know whether we're going to have to call on those players because the the league is going to resume, or um, you know, as soon as obviously it does get called, then you know, they they guys will be the the first phone calls that we all make. Jim, how you doing, it's Mark. Mark, how's it going? Yeah, no, too bad, Jim. No bad. Just a, a, a wee one. Is is there um, is there a kind of an acceptance now? Would you think that from from every manager that for obvious reasons moving forward that that um, your budgets are going to be are going to be cut because of you know the obvious lack of revenue that we all expect not to be coming into the game over the next four, five, six months. Well, I hope not because my budget wasn't all that great anyway. <laughs> <laughs> No, listen, I, I mean, look, of course, we're all, uh, you know, uh, we're all realists at the end of the day and we, we see the restraints that all the clubs have been put under at the moment. Um, and I don't think there'll be too many managers going in there demanding more money in the budget. Uh, of course, you know, I don't want my budget getting slashed unnecessarily, but at the end of the day, we've got to do what's in the best interests of the club for the long-term future of that. Um, I think, you know, without calling ourselves a small club, but I think clubs like ourselves are probably better positioned at the moment than some of the other clubs out there. And, and by other clubs, I mean the likes of your Aberdeens, Hibs, Hearts, uh, Celtic and Rangers. I, I think the big clubs will actually probably be more affected by what's going on than some of the, the so-called smaller ones because we are in the position where we don't offer long-term contracts to players anyway, and we don't have players on vast amount of money. You know, our budget can range anything from, you know, we've got players on £500 and upwards. Um, and, you know, we can manage that type of budget. But I think when you're looking at the likes of Aberdeen, who are talking about, you know, borrowing a million pounds a month at the moment, with no revenue coming in, and probably players sitting on, you know, £3,000 a week and two and three-year contracts, that can be a really difficult one for a, for a lot of those bigger clubs, I think. Also on that, do you think, Jim, it would make sense moving forward again because of the uncertainty and it's all kind of guesswork for me, but do you think it would make sense for 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 FIFA to put out there to just abolish the transfer window until further notice because you can't really have restrictions when you can, you and up until when you can sign players and stuff like that, surely? No, well, I, I think they did um, release uh, some kind of statement maybe about three weeks ago saying, yeah. you know, if they were to extend the leagues, then obviously they would look to extend players' contracts and then, of course, have to move the transfer window. But I, I think that's the that's the major issue for all of us. You know, uh, a lot of the players in Scotland, their contracts will finish either 30th of May or some of them run on into the 9th of June. Down in England, you know, when I was down there as a player, you, 
you got severance pay, which was fantastic from a player's perspective because your contract ran till the 30th of June. If you didn't have anything fixed up after that, then the PFA would normally give you another month's wages on top of that. So there wasn't as much pressure as there is on our lads here. And I think that's the problem we've got with the clubs as well. When the budgets are as tight as what they are, um, you know, we look at losing about 10 players that are out of contract in the summer. Um, now, that's a hell of a, a lot of wages off the budget. If we were in a position now where we were told by UEFA, look, you're going to have to extend those contracts by another two or three months to get the season done with, then all of a sudden that puts you in quite a precarious position, I think. Jim, uh, how are you doing? It's Jim Duffy here. How are you doing, Jim? Yeah, I mean, again, just, you know, you you were saying there about your club and you'd like to think it's in a decent, healthy position, not, as you know, within within the constraints of your budget. But does that put you then, as you say, perhaps in a, in a more positive um, opportunity to, to maybe sign one or two players? Because obviously by a number of clubs, as you say, won't have that option just now. They'll all be sitting waiting to see whether it's top championship clubs or, you know, bottom to middle uh, Premier League clubs, even top ones, you know, the, the players might be thinking, wait a minute, I might not, as you, as you mentioned, we're seeing that Hearts have, have taken some some cuts and other clubs are taking some cuts. So it might be in a position some a club that's in Mirren might say, listen, yeah, we might not be able to pay you whatever, a thousand pound a week, but what we can is we can pay a decent salary, but we can give you a two-year contract and we can give you it now. And that might yeah. might give you an opportunity to bring in perhaps a better quality player than you might. And I know it's maybe taking advantage, but listen, you know football, you've got to you've got to look after the best interests of your club. Well, listen, that was a, a very similar conversation to one that I had with Tony Fitzpatrick last week, and it was just along those lines that you're talking about, Jim. You know, we are quite fortunate with the club, with the way the club has been run in the last few years, that we've got money in the bank. Um, you know, we're, we've got no, we don't carry any debt, which is fantastic. And I think we are in a, a strong position to negotiate with players at the moment without, you know, trying to lowball the players at all. But I, I said that to Tony last week. Look, if we are in a position to maybe offer two or three of my main targets at the moment, um, you know, a concrete offer, one that's there to be taken now, and we'll start paying the wages as of the start of June, then. I think we have to try and act on that. I, I understand how other teams maybe uh, aren't able to do that, but you know, I think you know, I've got to have two hats on. I've got to have my manager's hat on where I'm trying to make sure I'm getting the best team possible for the start of the season and to make sure we're not in that same position we were last season where we were chasing our tail towards the end of the window trying to get players in. Um, but also I've got to have that, you know, the, 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 the thought of the club um, and the long-term future of that financially as well where I'm thinking look I understand from their position if we don't kick a ball till September and there's no revenue coming in then how can they commit to two or three players on X amount of money a week so it's a difficult one but I like you are thinking along those lines that if we are in that position and we can steal a march on the clubs around us then Let's go and do it. We're obviously all waiting on official advice, official guidance, Jim. What's your own sort of gut telling you? Do you feel like we'll play this season again or are you starting to resign yourself to the fact that that won't happen? Uh, listen, Gordon, I'll give you my opinion and, and I have to say it is my opinion, yeah. not the club's opinion. Um, you know, for me personally, you know, just common sense side of everything tells me that we won't get to resume this current season and we won't get to finish the season on the park. And, you know, I... I I don't envy the position that the SPFL are in and those guys uh, that have got to make that difficult decision. It's not going to... 
be to the liking of everyone. Um, of course, there's going to be clubs that are affected already in the, the leagues below. You know, if, if things stand as they are without the reconstruction going through, then of course, you know, Stranraer and Partick and teams like that are, uh, of course, going to be very disappointed. And Hearts in our own league as well, if um, if we do call it and, and, and you do go off the positions where we are, then of course Celtic become champions and Hearts are relegated. It isn't fair. Um, it is an unfortunate position that Hearts find themselves in but then you know what What else can we do you know I, I, I listen to all the talk about the reconstruction I listen to you guys most nights as well and there's so many different opinions on it you know and, and where do we go with it I don't think if if this hadn't have happened and the league had a plan, uh, panned out the way it was supposed to then I don't think there would be any talk of reconstruction whatsoever because I actually think all of the leagues, Premier League right down to League Two, um, with the playoffs introduced and everything, I think the leagues are the most exciting they've been forever. So, you know, it's unfortunate that we find ourselves in this situation. I do wonder sometimes if it wasn't such big clubs that were involved in it, would we be having such a uh, in-depth discussion? But you know, that's that's another topic, I suppose, isn't it? Well, that that highlights the the margins, Mark, because I'm sure it's not lost on Jim that. The last domestic game we had yeah, Saw St Mirren beating Hearts yeah, And then this, this full situation Might have played out very differently Yeah I mean just on that Jim Because you mentioned You know getting into the job You, you were late in I think the boys were already in pre-season You were behind the, the eight ball With signing targets You were uh, Being been called to buy Dundee Etc etc As well at that point So how satisfying for you If you if you do still If it all goes to plan um, Considering that You know you were behind it And as much defensively you were excellent you were very very strong that you did. You guys did struggle to score goals the first half of the season but eventually you found a way and managed to rack up the points to get you up the table Yeah I mean look the, the, the league the, the season as a whole for me has been a, a huge learning curve you know as well I mean I had a, had a season in League 1 then a season in the Championship with Alloa obviously and, and now a season in the Premier League or 80% of a season in the Premier League with with St Mirren and it's been fantastic from my own point of view and like I said at the beginning of the of the conversation you know the last four or five weeks for me have been um, a review of what's went on and why have things not maybe went so well and, and obviously looking at the positive side of things what have we done well but you know I, I don't like harping on about it and, and you, you brought it up there Mark with regards to the start of the season coming in a pre-season it, it wasn't ideal the preparation um, wasn't ideal at all you know i, I got announced on the Monday we travelled to Spain with a, a really makeshift group and, and when I look at the the team that we had um, 10 days before we played Albion Rover 10 days before we went to Easter Road for the first game in the, in the league season and you know of that starting 11 Albion Rovers you know, there's only 5 of them that actually probably went on to be regulars for me during the season in the build up to that game uh, you know we were signing the likes of Foley Dormus John Obika came in 2 days before that game Sean McLaughlin on loan from Hull we were really chasing our tail and it wasn't a great situation to be in and I you know without using that as an excuse but I have to think that that was why we got such a slow start people were very complimentary about how organised we were and, and everything else and you know I think Jim will tell you it, it, the easiest part of being a manager is to set your team up to be hard to beat but I think you get most of the groundwork done as a manager in pre-season and Unfortunately, I didn't have 50% of that squad I played against Hearts weren't with me in Pinatar in Spain when we were trying to um, you know, put our plans in place. So we were we were constantly playing catch up and but you know, I think we we finished the season uh, you know, 
reasonably well. And I think from the turn of the year onwards, we were picking up points and we were probably one of the form teams along with St Johnston in that bottom half of the table uh, before the last game that the, the season was played there. Jim, I, I, I agree with, the, with the, the league reconstruction. I've already made my point that I think we've got good leagues and good competition. But see, just on the point you made there about you, you know your start of the season, your pre-season, would that give you a little bit of sympathy then for Hearts? Because Daniel Stendel's not that long in. And you can, as you, as you well know, you know, you can look at your squad and you can think, this is going to take me a few months to, to change this around. And you're looking to then have a strong finish. So, I mean, with eight games to go for Hearts, I mean, the, 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 I mean, the manager, you know, could have changed things around a little bit, similar to what you've done. Um, you know, do, do you think then that you've got a wee bit of sympathy thinking, well, he may, he may well have been on the cusp of changing things around to get them out of that situation, but won't, will always be denied the chance? Yeah, look, I do. Of course, I have sympathies for, for Daniel Stendhal and, and for all the other managers who were affected by Ian McCall, you know, who would back against Ian, not rallying the Partick boys to get out of the situation they were in. Um, you know, I think probably... January time I think we all expected Hearts every week I watch a game and I'm thinking you know Hearts are due a win Hearts are due a win They're, when I look at the squad of players that they had um, I fully expected Hearts to to find a way to get out of the position that they were in just purely because of the quality of players they had in the squad but you know Hearts are where they are for a reason you know and, and obviously you know, I've got to be careful what I say because I'm a manager of, a, of a, a team in the Premier League and you know I can't be too critical of the opposition or the other managers will come out and and uh, and have a go at me, but you know Hearts have only won four games all season, so that's why they find themselves at the bottom of the table. And you know they had eight games to go. You know, of course they could have went and won all of those games, but highly unlikely considering the form that they were in. So you know it's all hypothetical, Jim. At the end of the day, um, you know nobody expected Hearts to be where they are at this time, and. Whatever the outcome is, whatever they come up with, if we have to go back and play and finish the season, so be it. We'll all go and do that. But for me, that's not an option. So is the reconstruction thing going to happen where they bring two teams up from each league, which I've read about as well? I can see arguments for that as well, but I just can't see it happening. If I'm being honest, I just can't see the votes going through. And, um, you know, I think somebody at some moment in time is going to have to make that difficult decision. Jim Goodwin, thanks a lot for taking the time. Hopefully we'll speak to you again soon under more normal circumstances, pestering yeah, you after a game or something. Yeah, thanks a lot. Nice. That was Jim Goodwin, St Mirren manager, joining us live on the show. We better take a break. We're extremely late for it. We've got a full-time teaser for you next, though. The full-time teaser with scottishsun.co.uk. Get all the latest football news and opinion. Jim Duffy just uttered these words to me uh, just before I put the mics on. He said, "Make the full time uh, teaser brilliant. easy." Um, <laughs> can, that's, that's because I was rubbish. I can tell you that it's not easy. Oh. Um, you have Chris Doherty to blame for that, though, not me. I don't like the question. <laughs> you blame Chris. Chris says, "Hi guys." Very polite. He says, "During the SPL era, so that's '98 to 2013, in case you'd forgotten, mm-hmm. out of the top 50 goal scorers." Sorry, 13 of them were not from the UK or Ireland Now I'm just taking Henrik Larsson out It's completely pointless Everybody knows he was um, miles ahead of, of anyone else that wasn't Sorry, How many out of the 50? The UK. Uh, so you're now looking for 12, 12 essentially oh, 12, so. Um, so including Henrik Larsson 13 of the top ever SPL goal scorers were not from the UK or, or Ireland. Ireland So right. apart from Henrik Larsson you've got 12 to get um, Liam Boyce 
from the UK or Ireland gym. Okay, I'm just asking. Just in a way, I thought you might just asked if, if Liam Boyce just, qualified. Just in case, no, because I was like, you're thinking, oh, there ones with the old firm like Billy yeah. Mackay and Liam Boyce, Adam Rooney were there, or Irish uh, Dado Perzo. Yes, right. he sneaks in. He got 31 goals in the SPL era. Nacho Novo. Yep. He's actually the, the third highest um, non UK or Irish goal scorer. So he's on there, Novo per so. See, we get one with Disney in the know. Some big, oh, some uh, big names on uh, here. Yeah, uh, Stan Petrov. Petrov. Yep, he's right behind. It's almost like you're doing this in order. This is quite impressive. Uh, Petrov is in there. I'll take one more guess. Oh, okay, let me try somebody like Shota Avaladze. Yep, he's on there as well, right behind Petrov Avaladze. Okay, we'll leave it there. If you want to play along on Twitter, you can do it at Clyde SSB. We're looking for during the SPL era, 98 to 2013. Can you name the 13 top goal scorers who were not from the UK or Ireland? Henrik Larson's just a given. Um, so we're looking for the other 12 Purcell, Novo, Petrov. And Averladzi, let's speak to Gordon, who is from Burnside. Hi, Gordon. How are we doing, sir? Not bad. How are you? Not bad at all. Good stuff. What's on your mind tonight, then? It was just something that Mark Greedy said earlier on about the Dundee boat. Uh huh. Um, what time is the actual deadline? Sold the boats to them for the 42 clubs. Well, they actually had 28 days. Yeah. Um, but they were they were just quite simply asked to have it in by by five o'clock. Um, Friday, they, yeah. they didn't. Have to, and as we've now found out, because Dundee didn't and, and did it a few days later. Um, so technically, Gordon, legally, twenty-eight days, but they were asked to have them in by five o'clock on Good Friday. Because Dundee vote obviously went to quarter two, quarter two five, obviously and that spam vote. So I was wondering why they were allowed to change the vote, but nobody else is phoned and asked if they want to change the vote. Well, actually, anyone who voted. No, could technically have changed their vote We asked Neil Doncaster It's been out there to be fair I think in in the sort of public domain For the last couple of weeks You don't have to agree with the logic You don't But you know It's the the company law According to Neil Doncaster Gordon So you you can't really argue with it Unless you've got a superior legal knowledge That that I don't know about He explained to us quite clearly earlier on That you know In in terms of the the legal requirements You can change a no vote to a yes It's, It's just the way it is yeah, I know that's 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 law, but it's the fact being they found the Dundee vote later, mm-hmm. and then even on your show, the the lad today, Rovers came on and said, or he would phone and speak to the lad to Dundee because he wanted him to vote yes, and if he if he voted no, then it wasn't until Wednesday that the actual yes vote came through. So that allowed the other clubs that had voted yes to to embark. Um, and Mr Milne's for the vote, yes Yeah, and I guess, Gordon, a lot And I'll put this to the guys A lot of this is going to come down to what you Or what an investigation interprets as being acceptable or not I've always said, I've been quite consistent on this in the show I think we need to have our eyes open You're allowed to lobby And you're allowed to try and get people to come round to your way of thinking I don't, th- yeah. you know, that that's commonplace If you're trying yeah. to push a resolution through You are allowed to lobby people You're allowed to try and convince them um, it just depends whether any lines were crossed And until someone comes up with evidence To suggest that yes that is the case What are you meant to do? Yep. 
Remember, Mace had thought that they were going to vote no. Yeah. So they obviously wouldn't have been lobbying anybody else because they thought that that vote was going to be secure for them. But then they never get the chance from the Friday night to the Wednesday to lobby MD. There's only uh, Doncaster and his crew that could lobby or Wraith Rovers can phone the boy for Dundee. But they knew about the Dundee vote. Nobody else knew about the vote. So party first when Inverness didn't have the chance to lobby MD else to swing one more person over. But, but, I but think you can't, but you can't, Gordon, because you, you're not allowed to change a yes yeah, vote to a no. no. So who who would Thistle or Inverness have contacted? They can contact whoever they like, but you, you can't change a yes vote to a no. I know, I know it's all um, it's just, law. It's just a law. But, but, but the SPFL have changed certain rules out with the law as well. Like what? To make it to, to make it, the vote had to be for Friday. It didn't have to be. 28 days Yeah but they asked clubs Gordon I don't think the, SP, the SPFL Can be accused of a lot I don't think they've changed The law in any way I don't think Neil Doncaster's Got that power Jim No I don't I mean listen Gordon I mean, People get frustrated And, and understand that we were, we were frustrated We were here the night That Dundee put out The statement and we, were, we were all baffled By it as well But the, the bottom line is and you know, As Mark was saying Earlier on Unless they specifically Come out and give The exact and Which they don't have to They could just say Listen we changed my mind we just thought about it a little bit more and we decided to change our mind. There's no particular reason. And they could come out and say that. Um, but that that's the only other thing I said is if they're given it a specific reason. But as I said, the specific reason could be, like anybody else, we're entitled to change our mind and we did. So it is frustrating, but uh, you know, they didn't they didn't break any rules, they weren't entitled to, to make that decision. Uh, because their decision, their, their their vote didn't get through for whatever reason, you know, and we 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 can only go by the fact that Dundee said, you know, it, 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 it didn't get through. Um, from well, the, we don't the, have to just take their word for it. You take yeah. Deloitte's, Deloitte's word for as well, it. yeah. And they they investigated it, no impropriety. So, you know, we just have to we accept it now. You know, there's nothing more you can do about it. What about where we go from here, Gordon? Because as a Partick Thistle fan, you are one of the the ones that have been really hit by this, and actually, a lot of the pundits have said that. If you had to pick a team to feel the most sorry for, if you like, it, it would possibly be Thistle. I mean, you hadn't even played the same amount of games as your relegation rivals. How, how does this? How does this work out in terms of reconstruction? Is that going to happen? Is that going to save the day for you? I, I, I can't see them getting a seventy-five percent vote. I, I don't see that going through. Yeah. So, like the Hearts, who again are on the rerun and maybe played more away games than than home games. It's unfair. In the likes of them, um, Thistle, at times they've won the bottom of the league, they've, they've, they've got a chance to, to take other clubs to, to Fair Hill and maybe get the points. They're not getting the chance to do that now. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone has long acknowledged, Mark Guidi, that the sporting side of it is a complete nightmare. You, you couldn't. You couldn't, you couldn't deny that. But it, it, you just fast forward it to saying, okay, well, what do we do? And it seems like reconstruction's been held up there as this. Way to, to pacify Harps and pacify Partick Thistle and, and Stranraer, um, and based on well, 80 odd percent of the, the rest of the clubs voted anyway. So, if we can clear up a couple of those issues, great. But, but as Gordon says, are you, de- are you detecting a real chance that 11 of the Premiership clubs vote for reconstruction? Yeah. I know it wasn't necessarily the club's view, it was one manager, Jim Goodwin, didn't sound up for it. No, and uh, and I think he's right, you know. Uh, Assuming that, that reconstruction was brought to the table to try and appease certain clubs, and I can understand that you've got to try and at least give them an option and put it out to the member clubs too. But you know, Jim made the best point of all, and let's not lose 
sight of this We do have a good product The playoffs The, the, the 12 team top flight The championship um, the, the the split I love the split It's brought great drama to, to our game The television companies um, really enjoy it So I do like the 12 team league But I do I wouldn't be totally against 14 teams for a year or two uh, Because of the current uh, circumstances But uh, all things being equal I would stick to a, a 12 team top flight And there, Mark's just brought up one of the other issues though Jim Because people seem to be very strong in their view That if you're going to do it It needs to be permanent And it, mm-hmm. and it can't be temporary So not only well, are we going to argue about the size of the leagues and if it happens at all, but whether it whether it's temporary or not. Well, I think in any voting structure, you know, whatever's in the rules and regulations, I don't know. So my guess is that they might say, well, this is going to be here because usually it's what's in 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 conjunction with um, broadcasting deals. So if you've got the next three years, for instance, is 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 the is the Sky broadcasting deal? I don't know. Is it going? But I think I think years? the main concern though is has always been as long as Celtic and Rangers, Rangers and Celtic yeah. play each other four times. That's fine. Yeah, I but I'm saying that. if the if the, bro- the current broadcasting deal say four years, my my guess is that the the league reconstruction would be for four years, right? Okay, and then you can review it again after that broadcasting deal finishes. That that's the, mm. the thing. I don't could be two years, could be four years, but yeah. listen, there's, there's there's nothing you know written in indelible ink. You know, it's, you can, you can change it if it's not going to work. You wouldn't just stick with it. So if we did go 14, 14, whatever, and two or three years down the line, it's a mess. Then you have to mm. you have to take a big decision against you. Listen, this hasn't worked. We have to change it somewhere again. What's the what's the dream outcome here, Gordon? Is it reconstruction that that sort of saves you from relegation? Um, the, this independent investigation that Rangers, Hearts, and Stranraer are calling for. Um, it, it might be interesting. It might not be to note that that Partick Thistle aren't one of the teams that are calling for that. But that doesn't mean they won't vote for it when, when they get the chance to. So, what's the sort of ideal outcome for you? I, I would say the three four teams because. Likes of Hearts and Patrick Thistle are fantastic away support. Uh, I know um, going to different grounds, they're going to they're going to take them get a good support to the away grounds. So uh, they're talking about lost revenue now. That's going to give extra revenue to uh, the smaller clubs, mm. i.e. St Mum, which I'm getting on. Um, they've got a good support coming from Phil Hill and coming down to Tynecastle. So that in the long run, I thought the three four teams would be ideal. But I can't see the Rangers Celtic now have been voting for that. Yeah, that's the thing. I think most. Well, not, I can't speak on behalf of anyone, so I won't even try. But there is an acknowledgement amongst a lot of the pundits, certainly, that the product's actually all right. And if you didn't want reconstruction six weeks ago or ten weeks ago, why would you so strongly want it now? It will just be interesting to to see how many clubs out there are willing to compromise. Now I know that's not a word we tend to do too well. Um, in Scottish football But as you say Mark If you like the 12 And you like the split And you like the playoffs Then maybe Just maybe 14 isn't A million miles away from that uh, It's not But the thing for me It, it probably creates <laughs> Meaningless games More meaningless games Yeah it creates meaningless mm-hmm. games in, in that middle section Because we don't have enough teams Qualifying for Europe And at the moment We won't have enough Unless they really wanted to widen it And two go straight down And two are going to a playoff I don't know next season for example we're probably not going to have enough time to fit all these uh, games into it what about the lower leagues Jim because that's your your Mm -hmm. speciality at the moment Mm -hmm. because just from a a relatively outside point of view I feel like the championship with the 10 teams recently has been brilliant it's Mm -hmm. like no one has been safe from relegation or out of the playoff running yeah. at the other end, is there a, is there a danger that three four teams would lose some of that? Yeah, the, the, there is a danger. There's no doubt about that. You know, but the only thing I would say is that, and you know, in other leagues, if you, if you take the English, for instance, there seems to be clubs. You know, if you've got a, a middle club, if you want to call it that, 
they seem to be quite happy. It doesn't diminish the crowds don't diminish. You know, they, they they're, they're happy because they know their place. I think. Wait a minute, if we stay in this league, that's actually an achievement. Whereas up here, we tend to think, oh, wait a minute, if you're eighth, you're nothing. Well, no, that's a sometimes that's a brilliant, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, a position a brilliant position for a club to be in. And it's similar in the championship. If they if they if they make the championship bigger, you know. So for instance, if Dumbarton, for instance, go up there, but if Aloha are in just now, but if Aloha finished eighth or ninth, well, I'd both. I think that's a fantastic. So I don't, I don't think a fantastic. So I don't think it would diminish the crowds aspect or the competition. But you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm the same with Mark in the sense that I just don't think we need it. That, that's the bottom yeah. line. Okay, thank you very much to Gordon in Burnside. Hopefully, we'll speak to you soon, Gordon. We're looking for a few more answers on tonight's teaser during the SPL era, ninety-eight to twenty thirteen. Out of the top 50 goal scorers Only 13 were not from the UK or Ireland We're making it 12 Henrik Larson mm. I think goes without saying You've got Perso, Novo, Petrov, Avaladze I've, I've got, I don't know if it's the air I'm just looking at the t- dates Matt Viduka? No, he, no, he'd be just before Marco Negri? No, He's before similar yeah, not, Well, not enough goals certainly in that oh, era right, okay. Couple of Celtic players I think pretty confident should be in there and, and Motherwell as well Scott McDonald yeah, and Jan Venegura Hesslink he is right up there he's actually tucked in behind Henrik Larson. he's got 93 SPL goals Scott McDonald Hesslink is one as well so it's um, one, two, three, six. you've Michael got Michael Moles no Ronald De Boer yeah yes so that's seven down five to go we'll get them next Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Tackling compensation claims for more than 40 years Talk to Thompson's.com Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Weedy and Jim Duffy are here And they're trying their best on this teaser Thanks again to Chris Doherty for sending it in And as usual, your reminder If you want to hear your question on the show in the future The address you need is Clyde One at no, full time at Clyde1.com You think I would hear that in my sleep And, and get it right Full time at Clyde1.com During the SPL era 98-2013 to 13 of the top goal scorers Were not from the UK or Ireland um, So the top 13 if you like That were not from the UK or Ireland I took Henrik Larson out Too easy So we're looking for the other 12 Perso, Novo, Petrov Avaladze, McDonald Hesselink, De Boer That's what you got before the break yeah, I think uh, George Alberts. Yes, yeah, he's in there as well. And uh, Russell Latipi. Mm, yes, one, two, three, what was that? Nine. Nine, three to get. I think. We have a saying to Mark O'Donnell, it's, it's a random one, but it was it's Dundee United's and Johnson. Jason Scotland? No. Out, out of the three you've got left, I'd go one's, one's quite easy, one's right bang in the middle, and the other one is an absolute stinker. Oh, uh, I'm just trying to think of. Boys that played here for a few years at non old film club. Boozelin? Nope. No. Hey. Can't think anymore. Alright, hey. give you some thinking time. Right. It's not, uh, no, it wouldn't be. Is there another Rangers player in there? Um, yes. Yeah, one more Rangers player and one then more. two non old firm. So what was the Rangers? What, what would we look like? We're going back to the advocate Van and the yeah, the well, I mean, he spanned quite a bit. I think I'm trying to remember. Certainly, the beginning of of this century, so the sort of early two thousands upwards. Rainer, no, I mean, a, a more of a goal scorer than him mm. and scorer of big goals as well. Aye, for Rangers. Yep. So going back to the advocate and Alec McLeish. Mm-hmm. Big um, goals. Then, so you're looking at uh, Ronald De Boer's time. 
Okay, I'll give you more thinking time. Let's speak to Ryan. No, let's speak to Ryan in Bearsden. Hi, Ryan. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Not bad. How are you? Hi, I'm fine. Good man. What's your point tonight? Well, I mean, I'll start off with saying I'm a Celtic supporter. Um, I think what what has happened is we've actually went into farcical here. Um, We've made a decision to try and come up with a resolution which is passed. Now, looking at it from my eyes, what's happening to Patrick Thistle is, is definitely wrong with, with the amount of games, obviously, and the chance that they've got of moving up. They just come out and saying that they've got this evidence. I think they're doing a disservice because we've actually went on to start talking about the reconstruction. All of this can be achieved. Finishing the games this season looks unlikely. I mean, I'm a season ticket supporter. I'm going to have to fork out from next year. I don't know what's going to be happening with this year. But going with the UEFA medical advice and the Scottish Government, it looks highly unlikely that it's going to be happening this season. My wife's a frontline worker. She can't get a test for COVID-19. Never mind the money that Scottish FA would have to pay to get that done. But my point is, why is no one finding out from Rangers what they have this is this is a disservice to the Scottish football are they doing this just because someone made them aware of the Dundee vote because I think there was a lot of, I didn't agree with it at the time I thought the way it came out was wrong but after hearing Neil Doncaster today I think that it, there was a lot of truth and transparency in the statement I think we found out what happened there was a call made obviously Dundee found out what happened and we'll never know unless John Nels comes out and says what happened. But I don't think people sending things on WhatsApp groups and then going back to other people has caused anything but a fire. I mean, and what is the end solution here? Is the season going to get called? Because we're not, not the only... We're not the only league. There's, there's four leagues now mm-hmm. who have called it to an end. So I'd just like to see what you've got to say on that. I think that's a great point about, you know, What's what's the end game? I mean, if this is all about real, genuine, heartfelt concerns about the the leadership of Scottish football and they want an overhaul, I mean, fine, great. Like like we said all along, if there's evidence there to support that, Jim. But in terms of of that bigger picture, you know, we always said some people said you know we had rushed into it, but we're now seeing other leagues are they they are they're getting called. Of course, there's another debate in there. Do you do what the Netherlands did and, and not award a a title, yeah, a title yeah. But you know They were level on points mm-hmm. Or do you do what Belgium did And award a, a champion Because they had a bigger points gap That said The, the whole The vote was was To end the season so, so I do get where Ryan's coming from What What's the end game? What, how does this no, Pan well, out either well, way? Well that's what I'm saying I think that from Rangers point of view I think they're looking For change at the top I think that's that's the only I think because why why would you then ask for um, you know th- those particular guys to be suspended while an inquiry's been made? So they would uh, settle yeah. for change at the top, but call the season and, and get Celtic the title. No, I'm not saying that they would they, they would want to settle for that, but what I'm saying is that I think ultimately they're wanting change at the top. So they they believe that there's been there's been a, a reason that um, you know maybe whatever um, say maybe certain procedures haven't haven't been handled and 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 you know is. is Probably as he would like to be you'd, handled You'd have to This is a guess you know, yeah, We're guessing totally But if you read between the lines It's like the, the people in governance Again what we don't know is, is Are the allegations of bullying, coercion and wrongdoing Specific to Neil Doncaster Or Murdoch McLennan Or Rod McKenzie 
Or is it, is, it, is it widespread? Is it within member clubs, but they want them held accountable because ultimately they run a game? That's what we don't know. The other thing is, it's clear there's a lack of trust from Rangers towards the people mm-hmm. who run a game at committee level. Um, and the other thing is, I imagine that at you know somewhere big in Rangers' problem, perhaps even at, at, at the root of it, is why the rush, why the 48-hour rush to get that vote through that was determining... Um, Champions and, and relegation in the lower leagues Which also determined it would be the same outcome For our top flight Should we get in that position where games um, mm. aren't, aren't played That So if, if, if Rangers have evidence in terms of The way that decision was reached And you'd have to think that that probably is Because Rangers, look Gordon, without knowing What Rangers have got But they are adamant they have the smoking gun That's all we can say But it's guesswork until they produce it And show their evidence But at the same time Jim, we are as things stand The top flight Has not been called no, And it called, remains yeah. a po- It remains a possibility That we do go and finish it On the pitch yes. The problem is then People are now lining up To say That's unlikely So are you mm. Are you suggesting Mark That Rangers Know that's not likely And are then You know t- Trying to To come at it From that perspective I, I would say now Gordon I think I, I was always a belief With Duffin when, 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 how, What was this Week 6 of lockdown yeah. Duffin said Look go as long as we can To get mm. the season finished At all levels That's what we all want I think I said last week now, I said, look, I think it's unrealistic. And seven days on now, I think there's the chance of us finishing the season, getting all the games played, even behind closed doors, is 1%. Mm-hmm. I think this season, in whatever shape or form, becomes mm. a write off. And the focus will be on being ready as best we can for 2020 2021 season. Okay, Ryan, give you the final say. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I think that there's. I would love to see football played But I don't think it's going to happen But I just think, as I say It's a disservice to other teams Not just Celtic It's a disservice to teams like Partick Thistle If there's evidence there And as we say, we won't know what it is Until Rangers choose to come forward with it But I think we should actually Take a look at ourselves and get that out So that we can clear the full matter Because this is beginning to make us look Embarrassing And that's my main concern Without a sponsor it's starting to make his look embarrassing. Thank you very much to Ryan in Bears Den. Let's round off tonight's teaser. Ryan will be the final caller, so thanks again to him. Uh, we are looking for three more answers, I think. I think. Got, I think I'm out of the Rangers one. Right, go. Peter Lovenkrantz. Yes. Okay, that was it. So I'll just recap quickly Lovenkrantz, Alberts, Latipi, De Boer, mm-hmm. Hesselink, McDonald, Avaladza, Petrov, Novo, and Perso. So you've, Perso, you've got two left. There was, there was two. I think they'd ask about Kanija. I thought with Dundee and Rangers It seems like a good shoot But he's not on Chris's list What about Juan Sara? No 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 former Dundee players in there mm-hmm. But I did tell you They were no, they were non, non-old non firm uh, What was something like uh, Oh non-old firm I was going to say Chris Killen But no nope, Non-old firm Celtic, didn't he? Um, The capital is a good place to start Matt though. Libra? No One of the Lithuanians? No But Hearts is the right club Oh, Larry a. Kingston? No, more of a goal scorer than him. Steve, oh, I was going to say Stephen Nesbitt. That's what it shows you. Just thinking goal scorers rather than countries. Nationality, uh, nationality uh, 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 Dutch, uh, I think he was Dutch. At Hearts. Wow, Dutchman. Big target man. Oh, Matt De Vries. And I told you the last one. No offence to the guy, he was a good player, and I do remember him scoring goals. I just didn't expect him to be on this list. Kilmarnock. I said Coker, didn't I? Christoph Coker. It's not him. And the best surname on the list by a country mile. He is Australian. 
Fucking fucking Warnock. Right. Put us out of misery. Initials. D I. Oh, um, Danny Invincible. Danny Invincible. Oh, I'd never get that. Great that was tough. Over yeah. Goals. yeah, he did. There we go. Wow. Thank you, Mark Greedy and Jim Duffy. Thank you for all your calls and tweets. We're back tomorrow at seven o'clock with Mark, uh, six o'clock, I should say, with Mark Wilson and Gordon Dale. But don't forget, at seven, we're going to do our lockdown Clyde One Super Scoreboard Pub Football Quiz. We'll put those two up against each other, and you can take part as well. So make sure you join us then. And Callum Gallagher is up next. Full-time teaser with scottishsun.co.uk. Get all the latest football news and opinion.